0: Now, I grew up,, uh, you know, in in some ways, economically poor immigrant family. Um, we didn't have much materially, but we were very rich in tr- tradition, rich in culture, um, and the uh, rich in values. And uh, a version of those values, um, I would say, continues to animate
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women CEOs in Reflection podcast. I'm your guest host, Ilana Proust, founder and CEO of Recast City, and author of Recast Your City, How to Save Your Downtown with Small-Scale Manufacturing. I'm here alongside my co-host and the show's producer, Neil Haley. Today, I have Faye Twersky as our guest to talk about why we do this work, what inspires us, and what about our community makes a difference. Faye, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Faye is the president director of the Arthur M. Blank Family Foundation and also serves on the executive leadership team of the Blank Family of Businesses. And I feel like, Faye, from that perspective, there's a lot of different knowledge that you can share with us today. But I want to start with a really simple question. Well, maybe it's not a simple question, but a short question, which is what is your why? Why do you do the work that you do? Why this role at the Blank Family Foundation? What motivates you to do all of this?
0: Yeah, that's um, several questions, uh, not just one, but I guess I, I would start, Ilana, with um, values. So, so there are uh, several values that um, have guided me in my work and also my, my personal and professional life uh, that really are my why, I would say. Um, now, I grew up, uh, you know, in, in some ways economically, Poor immigrant family. Um, we didn't have much materially, but we were very rich in tr- tradition, rich in culture, um, and the, rich in values. And uh, a version of those values, um, I would say, continues to animate uh, my decisions, and so and 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 really my why. So, uh, the three core values that have guided me for a long time are. Uh, they're really Jewish values in many ways. Uh, the first being tikkun olam, to heal and repair the world. Uh, that has been really an animating purpose for me to to contribute to making the world a better place. All of my decisions have been sort of centered on that. Uh, you know, a second value is really the Jewish value of, of learning and, and looking at tough issues Through uh, multiple lenses. You know, we work in philanthropy often on really tough challenges. You know, if and if there were easy solutions, they would have been done. And so uh, I feel like it's my responsibility working in philanthropy as a steward of philanthropic resources to really look at the challenges that we're taking on, whether it be sort of local economic mobility or democracy or climate change, big thorny issues. How do we look at them from multiple perspectives and really get underneath the issue and almost take a Talmudic approach, but really with a mind towards action, you know, uh, and and how do we not just take the simple solutions, but really understand the complexity and get through the complexity to more simplicity? And then the third value uh, is family. And... Uh, You know, that's um, it may not seem relevant to work, but for me, it's very relevant. Uh, And, you know, there was a time in my life coming out as a lesbian and an Orthodox Jewish family. I didn't know I was going to be able to have a family. But in fact, uh, I do have a family, a great wife and kids, and they are really the center of my universe. And I always seek to have balance in my life between my work, my family, and making sure that I have have time for all of that and making sure that the people I work with as well do.
1: That's amazing. I love the values that you shared with us. And, and I do think, I do wonder sometimes this, the immigrant element of it as a, as a fellow immigrant and immigrant family, um, I do sometimes wonder how that impacts all of our thinking about what's going on around us and being ready to ask those really hard questions where I find myself in, that, in a room doing that as well, where I will say the thing that needs to be said um, or make it feel sometimes more okay for other people to say those things as well because we can talk about them um, as well as your focus on action. Do you feel like there is a specific moment or experience that helped you get to all of this in your work, either personally or professionally? Because obviously it all... It all wraps up together with us ultimately.
0: Yeah, you know, um, it's hard because everything you know leads to one one event leads to the next leads to the next, and you can sort of draw a through line through different experiences, e- event, and people. You know, I began my career um, and spent the first uh, first eighteen years postgraduate school in uh, consulting, both working in other. Uh, people's firms, and then starting my own, but really trying to bring data and information to decision making. You know, uh, to to try to help nonprofits uh, make make good decisions informed by data and informed by the people that they were seeking to serve. And then uh, in two thousand and six. I got a call to come to the Gates Foundation. So I had my own company with two partners, including my wife. We had a small kind of boutique consulting firm and I was very reluctant to go inside of philanthropy. Uh, I I was happy, very happy consulting with them, advising, but for a variety of reasons, I, I was reluctant to go inside and I was uh, really deliberating about the opportunity. And my wife, who's very patriotic, said to me, you know, if the president called you to serve in his or her cabinet, you know, would you do so? And and I knew that the right answer was yes, (laughs) you know, that 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 that's, you know, an opportunity to serve your your country. And she said, this is like the equivalent of that, like you're being called to serve, uh, in you know an unbelievable opportunity, the largest foundation the world has ever seen, committed to really working both domestically and globally, and so think of it as uh, a call to service, and and that moment actually helped me uh, make a decision about the next uh, stage of of my career and contribution and. I w- did accept the role at the Gates Foundation we moved up to Seattle and uh something I never expected I would ever be in this position of working inside philanthropy uh given given my very very modest uh upbringing and but but there there I was and uh that that comment that she made really really sort of changed everything our, the trajectory of uh of my professional life and our family's journey to some interesting places. Wow.
1: I, That's got to be an experience to be offered that and then at first say no. Were you thinking <laughs> that? Really? I
0: was. I did say no. Wow. I, in fact, I I passed the opportunity on to other colleagues because, you know, we had a great little company, a great culture. We had two little kids at home. We had a kind of a perfect life. Uh, you know, we shared child care duties. We left our office every day sort of around 3 30 or 4 picked up our kids from preschool went home had dinner like a very nice you know we really we really uh cultivated uh a really nice life and i knew that doing this not only did i have questions about did i want to go inside philanthropy but uh it would also change our whole lifestyle
1: yeah it's funny that you that that your wife talked about the call of duty in the way that the one thing in my house that my husband and I have always talked about is that we we also work super hard to keep a balance in our lives. We've always had really strong boundaries, both of us around work um, and time at home. Um, but there's always been the White House exception. If somebody got called into the White House for a job, you were allowed to blow that balance out of the water. And that was the only exception. And being D.C.-based, it was not out of, the, out of the realm of reality, but, but we never had to completely pull it out of the water. But I, I, I love your, your discussion about this call to action um, because I for me, the, the good that we're doing in the world, um, you know, as, as nonprofit or for-profit you know, leaders in the communities, to me, it is always about the good that we're doing in the world and, and the way we're creating more, to me, it's about creating more opportunity for more people. Can you share a little bit more about, you've talked a lot about your community and your values, but what? how does your community make a difference in your success these days? Um, defining community however you want, you know, what, what what do you see as making a big difference for you now?
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I feel like I belong to many different communities. Uh, so And I could talk about those, the Jewish community, the gay community, um, women's community. There's lots of different identities that I think uh, we all have and I have certainly. Uh, But I would say, you know, I moved to uh, we moved to Atlanta two and a half years ago for me to take this role with Arthur Blank and his family and the foundation here. Uh, And the Atlanta community has been amazing. So I'll I'll just say that like the in, in ways that have been really surprising, to me, and uh, we both. I feel like I have the privilege, really, of supporting uh, the Atlanta community, uh, and also being supported by it. Uh, the The Atlanta community, and I could talk about Montana too, but you know, I, I'm living here in Montana, in in Atlanta, and and um, the Atlanta community is really unique uh, in in the sense that it has a very strong civic infrastructure. Uh, that is diverse and in many different ways um, and you know it's a combination of the business community, the government sort of public service community, the philanthropic and nonprofit community and citizens uh, there's a kind of engagement here that I have never seen anywhere else and you know living in the Bay Area for many years in Seattle and Jerusalem I've lived in Philadelphia I grew up there I've never seen anything quite like Atlanta. Uh, there you know, the, the businesses there are many fortune 500 companies here that are very civic minded it's like part of part of the contract uh there is a kind of a contract that in a way that uh the companies have when you're based in Atlanta part of the deal is that you contribute and uh, to the to the to the city and to the community and and really help to build thriving communities so to me uh it is, that is, I I feel really fed by it and uh, love being part of the fabric uh, of this community and this city.
1: I love the civic nature of what you described because, you know, when when I work with communities all over the country, there are unfortunately a lot of cities with pretty big companies there that don't see the civic commitment um, to invest in their communities. And I think it speaks volumes about Atlanta and not only the big business investment but the buy-in from the the local government leadership around small business around more opportunity for more people um and it's showing i mean from the outside it's it's definitely showing you know looking at that it makes me think about um young people today young professionals and how they're coming up in the world that we are in today with all of its what everything that's going on you know and how do you come into a, a professional setting um that is good for you, that is healthy, that is growing in whatever interest you have. What kind of advice would you give to young professionals, particularly young women, coming up in the field and and looking at women CEOs and aspiring to in that direction?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I have you know a couple of uh, children, maybe in that in that age group. I mean, I think um, figuring out what are your passions. You know, I don't want to sound too trite, but I, but I but I do actually think that there is real truth to figuring out what your passions are, and and finding ways to link your passions with your work. Uh, I think there is then kind of intrinsic motivation, you know, to do the best that you can. You know, when you're really devoted. Uh, to the work that you're doing, the issues that you care about, the you know producing the products that you love, the products that you whatever it is, uh if you have some degree of real passion for it, uh, you know, a lot of other good things happen. um so that has been my own experience doing the things I love i never I never pursued anything for money. I always pursued it because. I thought it was important, it related to my values, it related to giving back, it related to skills I had and things I loved to do. And then things, you know, opportunities, interesting opportunities uh, uh, came came up where I was able to walk through a door and say, okay, well, this is a, another interesting thing to do. Um, and then, you know, the more interesting things to do that you love and you do them well, uh, I think will lead to actually a really meaningful and purposeful life.
1: I love that. I think that having that purpose uh, and that focus is invaluable. Well, Faye, thank you so much for joining me here today. And um, really just a pleasure to get to talk with you. Uh, As I said at the beginning, this is the Women CEOs in Reflection podcast, and I am Ilana Proust, the guest host uh, founder and CEO of Recast City, alongside Neil Haley, the co-host and producer of this show. So thank you so much, Faye, for joining today. Thank you. It's been great to thank be you. here. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, the art of intentional thinking, my personal coaching bootcamp at Iamamindsetwarrior.com. And schedule your call with me today. Thank you.